Welcome to Amuna is our future with no dystopian way. We no way are accepting this dystopian future that people are discussing nowadays. We're going on a path together that will hopefully be part of the process to unravel this dystopian nightmare that people are discussing. We believe in Amuna is our future as part of the Chutzel Chesed Institute, especially with the guidance of Rav Shalom Oresh, that we have the ability together to build a future that's filled with Amuna, that's filled with positivity, filled with intrinsic soul connection, united souls connection, that we all have that power within. And it's up to us to tune into that reality. Right now, this week, my Amuna class is not in the studio in Yushalayim in our beautiful center there. We are in London. Welcome to London. We are coming live from the UK. I'm in my family's office. I apologize if the uh, Wi-Fi or anything doesn't technically work the best. It looks like the YouTube is working this week. I still didn't get a new phone. However, it looks like it's working, but it's a little bit blurry. So I recommend anybody out there who wants to get a clearer view of my wonderful face and class to join us on the Facebook Live where hopefully Facebook is performing a better job. We now call it the Metaverse. No. <laughs> when you go to Facebook now it comes up as Meta. I don't know what that means exactly but this is part of the class with the no dystopian way concept that we are not willing to just let the world end up in a place of negativity and lacking Amuna. We believe in all our hearts and all our minds and all our abilities that the future of humanity is going to be good it's going to be with peace and love and truth all the good things that we discuss in our weekly Amuna class part of the clarity will come when we join more together that's one of the reasons why I have my course United Souls once again we're going live tomorrow from this office a full hour of interactive explosion and important concepts. I'm going to print out a new concept that I've written out, very profound ideas of what I believe can help people like, say, the Joe Rogan and uh, there's Tristan uh, from the Social Dilemma group. He has the idea of creating humane technology. All these different groups out there and people that are discussing this currently, there's a lot of opportunity for us and all the different online platforms to clarify really what the potential of technology can be. It doesn't have to bring us to a dystopian place and it connects beautifully into this week's Pasha, Vyeshev. It suddenly came into me as I was sitting here preparing for the class. I suddenly realized that Vyeshev Yaakov, this week's Pasha, Yaakov wanted Shalva. He wanted things to be more peaceful, more easy. And thank God right now I'm looking outside the view of a beautiful English view with nice green trees and a clear sky. Funny enough, it's not foggy right now. Thank God the sun's shining through and we have a lot of good energy out there. And the English rooftops of the chimneys that nobody uses anymore almost. I mean in America I've seen people there back in fashion. It's places like Monty, but over here it's just a clear sky, thank God. And the fog is not present. So that's a good sign for today's class that we're definitely on a path of uh, warmth and clarity. I want to invite you again to keep sharing our gratitude campaign that Rav Shalom Arish has 
thankfully given us, we thank Hashem with all our heart, that this is the kind of mindset that will undo a lot of the dystopian nature of reality, that by us having a more gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, a gracious, kind way of thinking, that in itself is already heading us in a more in the right direction. And this campaign from Rav Shalom Arash is also combining with the opportunity to connect Hanukkah to the time period we're in, that we are now preparing to give Halavahuda to connect into a future of thanking and appreciation. This is who we are in our essence. This is what Yehudim, our purpose, part of the reason we're here in the world is to share gratitude always as much as possible. So I do apologize again if uh, there's any any distractions online. We do always welcome your input to our Amuna is our future classes and I have been thank God getting a lot of good vibes. We do have the potential to visit Los Angeles in person in January in 2022. Can't believe we're already heading in that time period and that will be during Shobhavim during the pastures of Shmos and onwards. But while we're still in Beresha, let's focus in on the Yeshev Yaakov. Let's focus in on what the Tikkun, the, the hope-filled message of the Chumash, of Hashem's revelation at a weekly level. What is the, our Creator, this force that guides us out of all our problems, the absolute force behind everything that gives us strength and ability for example me to even be able to sit here in London in an office and be able to do a live feed and connect we have the podcast coming hopefully afterwards on our Breslov Israel Moon is our future podcast very excited to post there on a weekly level we've been putting up now finally again Gedalia Fenster we did a big dedication to his son and in our yeshiva Yerachmel Daniel Ben Gedalia and we're continuing to dedicate all our work to his Ili Nishmas, his elevation of the soul for Gedalia's son. And we pray that all of us should never have to go through such a thing, including Gedalia should only be blessed with Simchas. We are in a place right now, 2021, before we enter 2022, where we're experiencing some of the tension that happened all the way in Beresha. So we see again and again, I remember Rabbi Lord Sachs bringing down this concept that we see a lot of family you mentioned a few weeks back on his yacht site that there's a lot of family tension in the beginning of the Torah to give us an insight that the beginning of creation is filled with these kinds of tensions because it's something which is going to constantly become a challenge throughout history. That there's going to be that presence of Sina and Kina, uh, which we mentioned as Kash, Rashi Tehis Kash, this, this presence of jealousy and hatred, which we have to undo. We have to constantly fight that force and it comes even into the hearts of brothers we see between Cain and Hevel and we see again with with um, in this week's Pasha with Yosef Asadik and all his brothers we even saw previously with the with Yitzhak and Yaakov our Abbas Kedoshim our Holy Fathers that we have Yishmael and Esau fighting with them through these kind of as- aspects of hatred and jealousy and Taiva desires. We have the ability to purify ourselves, at least on some level, by connecting into the light that's in the Pasha and in the Shabbos. Every meal of Shabbos is Kula Kodesh. We have the power to connect into light on a weekly level. We read the Torah and we eat the Sudas, we eat the meals of Shabbos, we pray the, the Shabbos services. And the truth is that as high as the Shabbos prayers are, the beautiful prayers are preparing us for the ultimate when Mashiach himself comes and we're revealing the, the, the United Souls on the full level. 
that when we're in that reality of sitting together Shabbos meal with our family, we're reaching a higher level than even our prayer service. That's the power of sitting together and eating and connecting in a deep way. My hope also is on this week's class that we're going to have the ability to tune in to the light of Hanukkah, as we mentioned before, the, the power of, at, of gratitude, attitude of gratitude, to really refine that aspect of ourselves, to realize that by showing appreciation, by building another person in your life. Right now I'm in London, one of the main reasons I'm here, as well as obviously being um, a messenger of Rav Oresh, we already gave out a Wonders of Gratitude book in the local Stiebel, and we'll be giving out some more different calendars and, and ideas while we're here. But the other reason was also to bring my daughter here, just to give her ability to air out. And it's amazing when you have the the like the mission to help another person. It's a different experience than coming here by myself. That the mindset is not just about what you need to do for yourself, but it's also about the other person you're with. You know, if you can't go to a destination with your soulmate or any anything, as we talk about our relationship flow again and again. The idea recently we were talking about the evolving relationship and how much it evolves over time. You need to be aware that we're facing new challenges. And it's amazing how even the Relationship Flow and the Unity Flow podcast, all my podcasts, the Amun is Our Future podcast here, they all connect in as the pastures develop and as time goes on and for humanity, that there's a certain impact. And that's why I want to bring those personalities into our minds because I feel like they are touching on the pulse of what the kind of challenges Dr. Jordan Peterson's another name he's actually here in London funny enough I'd love to meet with him somehow um, Lewis Howes is right now in Dubai I'd love to get to Dubai one day all these personal personalities that give a personal effect on me personally they are touching on one of the challenges that we are all facing as humankind of not becoming hopeless but to constantly fill yourself with hope to understand that sometimes, it, even with the corona challenge, and there was a lot of rules that needed to be fulfilled, personally I'm able to get about, but it's, it's not a simple situation when you travel, to fill out a lot of forms, a lot of paperwork, and um, it's you know part of the parcel of, of the reality we all are going through together, uh, it's not something that we should like fight or have grievances about, we should accept that this is what we're supposed to go through in this generation. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to mention here on, on the YouTube live that we have better Wi-Fi there, so, on Facebook. There we go. Brilliant. So if anyone wants to give any feedback, you always recommend it to. And remind everyone again that we also have a campaign that goes together with the gratitude campaign of Rav Arash is also the joining together to help the children, the poor children of Jerusalem. It's always a big struggle to feed everybody nowadays, especially with all the new taxation and struggles everyone's gone through generally. So we understand out there it's also been a struggle, like Australia only just went out of lockdown, now apparently Austria is in lockdown. Like you never know, each day you have to go and evolve your energy and it's an evolution that's positive that we are versatile when it comes with a Muna. And it comes with a hopeful, positive mindset that gives us the strength to deal with the challenges. So, for example, in this week's Pasha, where you see Yosef and his brothers uh, having a lot of tension, uh, to the point where Yosef himself is sent through different people, merchants who are, he's sold to. Originally, he was put in a pit to die. 
But in the end, thankfully, he was sold, even though that's still not good. But it, as you see, there's always this sweeten, sweetening of when there's a difficult moment between people. There's always some sweet point, because if Hashem is always there, and Hashem's guiding everything, especially when there's someone like Yosef Asadik, who was a righteous soul, even though he had his whatever we don't understand, but according to Rashi, he had his mistakes, the way he spoke, and what happened to his family, and the different ideas that if you go into Chumash Rashi, that he was busy, you know, looking how he looked, and that whole concept is is obviously on a deeper level when we understand what we're talking about Yosef Sadik. Really, the inner concept, the inner message, is that Yosef Sadik had the profound con- connection like we talk about Hanukkah, the base Yosef Lahava, this fire, this flame, he had within him a flame of Od Yosef Chai, of this idea of Od Avinu Chai, this idea of Oid, this Elokus, this godly spark, this, this soul that's constantly ignited in a true way, no matter where he was, even when he was in the prisons of Mitzrayim, the lowest place a person can be in the whole world, and historically as well, and then also when he was taken out and put into the palace of one of Paro's ministers, and then he was tested daily, daily by his wife. We'll talk about that in a coming part of Miketz. But the idea that we have Yosef is gone from being like Ki'ilu, like as if, the chosen of the of the new generation of tribes after Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, it was Yosef to continue that on. That was the idea that Yaakov showed favor with the co- the cottonous, with the beautiful passim of the coat, the beautiful technical kind of coat. That's what they call it in the, in the Bible stories. But the idea that we know there was a very deep clothing of of from. There's different stories of Midrash and where it comes from. Some say it was the begodim that Yaakov took from Esau, that Esau took from Nimrod, that they would originally go back to Adam Arishon. They were holy, holy clothing of, that would be able to protect and they had within them all the different parts of Torah, the Panemius of Torah, the inner aspects in the clothing, in the clothing, how he represented himself, even though externally it was beautiful, but it was really clothing from the inner. That was the idea that Yosef's beauty Yofer, it was beauty, but it was an inner beauty, it was a, a, a beauty from the future, the kind of beauty that comes from within, a light from within. And that's the beauty that Yosef was busy with. The, that's the tikkun of the beauty of Yavan, which is all external, the, the idea of, of Yavan. We take the Sadik and put it in front of Yavan and make it into Sion. Sion is the place where the beauty of of Kibbutz Sion, Teisei Torah, the Yerushalayim, the beauty of Yerushalayim, the beauty of Torah, the beauty of spirituality shines out from that place. And it's because the Sadik, the Sadik, is that someone who's able to empty himself of his ego and do it for a higher cause. His beauty is representative of the divine expression of humanity, the divine soul. And that was Yosef's power, that he was Yud Sof. He was able to bring the Yud, the, the divine letter of Yud, of Chochma, of Panemius, of inner light, into the lowest places, all the way down to the Sof all the way down to London, yeah, all the way, wherever he is, he was able to bring that light, that higher level, into the soft, into the lowest level, as Rav Sodik says. So the concept is that we have the ability, no matter where we go, what, we're connected to Yosef, and he's Zara Yosef, I'm a descendant from Yosef, it's a famous Chumayma Chazal, we have, by saying those words, I'm a descendant from Yosef, we connect into his light, connect into the light of that inner Sadik of that inner righteous person, the soul level, 
that comes to manifest no matter what. And that's why Asa was so scared when he saw Yosef, that the external forces can't have control on such a person. And that was how he was able to become Mishnah Lamelech, the second in command in Mitzrayim. And we see these personalities throughout history, these special Jewish souls and who are there to shine out the light no matter where they go, in business and politics, in music, and everything they do, they bring that inner light, that light of the soul. They do a tremendous amount of entrepreneurial kindness, philanthropic acts of giving and, and be able to turn, say for example, the whole internet reality, this whole technological revolution, there's these Yosef Asadiks, these righteous souls who are able to come and humanize the technological revolution so it shouldn't become this AI controlled monster that people are worried about, it should have that inequality of value of soul that the intrinsic level of soul is able to be there, so that when there's jealousy around and around, and there seems to be so much so much challenge to manifest that light of those special people and there seems to be so much opposition online there's so much negative energy towards those kind of souls that we learn in these parshas how to respect those souls how to tune into those souls how to tune into that special special light and not allow those people to become sidelines to give them the opportunity to shine fully and that is the special message in this parsha of the Yeshev that Yosef even though he was in the darkest place and Yehuda later on, it was also going to become Melech Mashiach, the idea of Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, these two lights of David would come from Yehuda, these lights of, of Shlemus, of completion, of Tikkun, of fixing the world, this would come, the light of the soul, and different paths, and the idea was that they both had to accept their differences, and one, when they do accept, like when David and Yohannesson were alive together, Yohannesson understood that it was a gift from God, that he was given the kingship for a while and it was his job to now pass it on to David and that was where there's an acceptance of people's roles and abilities and not everyone can do everyone else's roles I can't be the singer, for example next week I'm going to be back in Manchester and London I'm going to be with Nissan Black, I can't be the star even though I walk around the streets and I see the picture of Nissan Black on the shop windows I get very excited and it's amazing to see but uh, you know that's his shlichas, his mission and that's why today I'm very excited to have the opportunity to help him book for Unity Bookings, the opportunity to do the change song so he could get out there the message of this beautiful place, Zion Orphanage, that they have been around for more than 100 years, spoke about them previously, the concept of kindness in an unbelievable way to empower orphans, that they should have a future. And there's so many people that I've met in Israel who went through such institutes and were able to become successful people like mayors and people of importance have made change in, in the society in Israel and beyond. So this is something which, funny enough, they're reaching out right now. A lot of people reaching out, thank God. So it's a busy time for me personally. So I'm not going to have too much of a long class. My main concept is just to remind everyone there's no dystopian way that we have the power through kindness, through giving, through representing the soul level, that we can break these these clippers, these things. That Yehuda, for example, was also being challenged this week's Pasha through watching his sons die where every time he married off to Tamar, this righteous woman, the sons would die because they couldn't handle her beauty. It was, it was a complicated Pasha to understand exactly really what was going on there, but came out eventually through Yehuda himself that he was the one to bring out the soul of Mashiach with Tamar. And not that we understand this, but it's very deep concepts, but the concept in those dark moments and difficult moments, moments of lack of clarity, that constantly we don't feel the presence of our godly soul, we don't feel the presence of the goodness of humanity, we feel like almost 
God forbid, an empty society, a society of challenge and police and rules and, and judgment and you know, a lot of like, you know, totalitarian, totalitarian concepts and people going on and on about communists and this and that, all these things that we thought we'd be finished with after we saw what happened to communism. We have the ability to, without going into politics, just to understand on a soul level, you suddenly start to feel, wow, this is like really intense that we're still going up against such challenges almost two years later. You know, the only way my parents could see my grand, their granddaughter was for me to come and bring her. Like, I couldn't just rely on people coming to Israel because of the, so the previous experiences of being sent home and just different things are going on constantly. We have to understand that with those challenges, as we've mentioned many times, there's a tremendous opportunity. And not only that, to the point where the light of Mashiach itself, the light of Hanukkah, the light of hope, the light of the soul, is able to burst forth in those dark moments. That's the point. That's why, personally, I have my course here. I've written down that the idea of being win-win and listening. This is where the light bursts forth of the soul, because you're empowering the neshama, the soul within humanity. You're giving ability to take every single tool that humanity has been involved with, every single aspect of creation, how we eat, how we drink, how we sleep, how we use the computer, how we, everything, the phones, everything can become spiritualized, everything can come, the light of the soul can give the value system, the morality, the ethics, the balance, the goals, the boundaries, all the different concepts that we talk about in our United States course and our Munich week class weekly and when Revoish teaches us about the attitude of gratitude, getting our minds, and not only that, speaking it out, speaking out this positive way of being, bringing it out for Muna, for Espolidus, for breast of teaching, these are concepts that, especially right now, tonight, is the Yud Tech Kislev. It's the Yom Tov of Chasidus. This is the Yom Tov of the inner light of Torah, the light, the inner aspects. This comes out always, Parshas Vyeshev, usually around this time, and because as we're about to enter into exile, the beginning of Golas, of, of a certain lack of revelation, comes the biggest light within, within. In the inner level comes a bigger rots and a bigger will to bring the spirituality there even more so. That we want even more to reveal the good, and even more to reveal the positive, to even more bring out the light from the darkness. This is what we're here for. I'm sitting in London saying this class, this idea that our purpose is to turn darkness into light. To understand that where there's more darkness, there's potential for even greater light. That's the Hanukkah lift, that's a little candle in Rosh Rabbim, in a place on the left, it's in a public place, on the left side, which is generally associated with negative forces, and the idea of on that left side you're lighting there and you're heading towards the right with the mezuzah there and this is to remind you that they were surrounded by mitzvahs, were clothed in mitzvahs, were clothed in purpose in our spiritual purpose, our spiritual potential thank God even the store I was the one who was able to put mezuzah on here because it was missing one at one point and I came and I had the merit to buy the mezuzah and put it on the door and you guys can do these mitzvahs all the time and Hanukkah is such an easy mitzvah, it's one of the things I'm looking forward to we're going to go to Manchester, we're going to light a menorah there we're going to go to, to London, we're going to light a menorah, we're going to make music with Nissan Black Hanukkah, we're going to light up Manchester, London, we're going to light up Yushalayim, we're going to light up the world we're going to light it up through online classes, we're going to light it up through all the different acts of goodness and kindness and soul. And the internet's just going to be a tool to spiritualize the world, not, to, God forbid, to destroy the world or to, to create this dystopic reality. We're going to be even more energized. The fact that there is seemingly this dystopian conversation means there's even stronger will. And that's what I want to explain to the people out there who are putting forth these concepts and working so hard to fight against this, that if they would just allow themselves to 
spiritually connect in a bit more, to have more soul connection, it will become a whole different, different reality. And that's my hope that all of us together on a weekly level will keep joining in on our United Souls um, journey. We have the bi-weekly course, we have the weekly Muna class, we have all our podcasts and we welcome you. Keep sharing it, keep joining, feel lichtig, feel lit up. As people say, I'm lit, yeah, we're lit. Well, our souls are shining more and more. The more darkness it seems to go on, the more as we get to winter days. Right now, thank God I have a beautiful day in London just to give us that warmth while we're doing the class. Thank God that the soul is shining. We have the ability to do our purpose, to bring light to everything. And that light brings love and warmth and clarity and feelings of humanness and soulness that the technological world will warm up to the soul of humanity and there's no way it's going to ever head in any other way in any other negative direction so thank you again for joining us and keep sharing amunalive.com and all our wonderful classes and i can't wait to join you again looking forward to hearing from you bye thank you keep sharing